into the arms of Davis. And a superior team all season long was a superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rookie record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome into the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. And Sam, it is now week 11 of the college football season, November 12th, as the Kentucky Wildcats welcome in the Vanderbilt Commodores into Kroger Field for a noon kick on the SEC Network. Kentucky is looking at themselves as 17 and a half point favorites in this game as everyone across the country is expecting a Wildcats victory. Vanderbilt has not done much very well on the football field this season. They have struggled mightily, especially when they have stepped up in class playing that tough SEC schedule. The Kentucky defense should be able to have a good day. The Kentucky offense, as well, should be able to have a good day. So let's bring in Sam. And Sam, for us to be able to have a good day, what does that look like? What does Kentucky need to do to take care of the Vanderbilt Commodores today? Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Uh, I'm actually down here in Lexington right now, and the first thing that I got to say is it is some nasty football conditions. I mean, you love to see it to some degree, but my gosh, these guys are going to be playing through an absolute brutal weather day. It is about 37 and rainy. It's on the verge of snowing. It doesn't know what it wants to do out, but it is definitely going to be a little difficult today out there on the gridiron, but I think it fits nicely for our type of offense. Um, You know, that's a good opportunity to get Chris Rodriguez involved early in this game, get him moving on the ground and open it up through the airway for Will Levis and company. When we look at this Commodores team, AJ, you kind of alluded to it, but they don't really do anything well. And they are actually coming in to Lexington extremely banged up. They are going to be missing their starting quarterback and A.J. Swan. He's done some decent work this year within SEC play. He's got 10 touchdowns and only two interceptions. He does a fairly good job of taking care of that football, A.J. However, the Commodores are going to be lacking their captain. So it's it doesn't just start there for them, A.J. They have a laundry list of injuries that are not only have going to have to play through like the Kentucky Wildcats. We know it's late in the season. No one's really going at 100%. However, they actually have multiple injuries that are going to keep them sidelined today. I know we do as well at the linebacker position, but they are extremely banged up and they are already a deficient team to where you alluded to it, AJ. In SEC play, they have really had to go through the gauntlet. Their last five games, Alabama, Ole Miss, 
Gonzaga, Missouri, South Carolina, all losses. And coming in, in some incredible fashions. I mean, some of the spreads have been uh, extremely large. Like you said, AJ, w- what do the Wildcats really have to do today to come away? Not only, in my opinion, AJ, with a W, because last week it was more a mentality of let's survive in advance. This week has to be let's get everything moving like a well-oiled machine because we know who we have to take on next, and that's next weekend. Lexington will play host to the number one overall team in the Georgia Bulldogs. So we really, I mean, if we want to even show that we are in a class of being able to fight against an opponent of of that epsilon, then we really have to get things moving today, AJ. And and I really do think that that starts with the offense. This is a defense that we're going up against, AJ, that is extremely inferior. I mean, they're giving up 55 points against Bama, 52 points against Ole Miss, 55 points against Georgia. They played pretty stout against Mizzou, and then 38 points against South Carolina. They rank in the bottom 10 of defense in the entire country. I mean, they are just not efficient, AJ. This has to be a game where we focus on our offense. We already talked about their offense being banged up, losing their star quarterback right now. We know what we're going to get out of our defense. They've been stout. They've been able to limit the run. And our secondary has been overachieving, in my opinion, this year. We need to focus on the offense. What do we have to do? I kind of said it, but we got to get Chris Rodriguez involved early. It's nasty out here today, and I want to see him get well over 100 yards today. That's going to open up opportunities for the play action. We've talked about it all year, AJ. But specifically, this Commodore's defense ranks in the bottom 5% of play-action defenses on third down. I really want to see this Kentucky Wildcats offense open up that. I know we kind of go back and forth, AJ, and I'm excited to get your opinion because this is a Kentucky play-calling team right now that really likes to run on first and second down. But I I think that is kind of critical today. I want to see an exciting offense. I want to see a healthy mix between the air raid and Chris Rodriguez, but it is going to be important to get in good downage situation on third downs where it's manageable because this is a defense that really has some gaping holes through their secondary to where you can kind of take your shots when necessary after grinding them down on the ground. So I I really do think that's how we open this thing up. It should not be an issue to find yourself in the end zone today. I, I truly mean that. And I'm I'm looking to Rich Scangarello to utilize what we have today in a unique fashion with the weather conditions to get the balls into our playmakers' hands, whether that's short downage screen plays, whether that's end arounds. I don't care what it is. We've got to get the balls into our playmakers' hands and – let them make some plays today because, like I said, it's it's some nasty conditions. Tackling is going to most likely be a concern. When you see a game like this, guys are a little bit more slippery than they used to be, and you really have to look for those attention-to-detail matters because that's really how the Kentucky Wildcats can run away with this in Lexington. But let me get your initial thoughts, man. Yeah, Sam. Excuse <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm I'm really glad you started with the offense because this was my whole thought process all week was 
Um, and I'm going to go back a few weeks, but heading into that Tennessee game, obviously we had the bye week before and me and you kind of thought, Hey, they'll, they'll be able to kind of fix a few things, hammer out some of the details, be a little more buttoned up on offense going into that game. And that's just not what we saw. Right. So I think all of us, um, in the big blue nation are, desperate to have a better showing against Georgia and have a more competitive effort and not get blown out by them, um, especially on our own home field. So to me, this game is extremely important to kind of build that confidence of the offense. You weren't able to do that leading up to the Tennessee game, and that's why I kind of bring this up, um, even with the bye week. It just was quite a struggle leading up to that game. And then you kind of saw all of that unfold um, as that tends to happen in bigger games. The things that you don't do well tend to get magnified and you can get exposed pretty fastly. So with that being said, you know, last week it was a good effort. You had Chris Rodriguez go on over a hundred plus yards. You had Will Levis, not a ton of yards through the air, but efficient. And three touchdowns, so you love to see that. This is a game, like Sam said, I mean, Vanderbilt is one of the worst defenses in the country. Obviously, the weather is going to play a factor in this game. Um, so you just you want to see Kentucky build that confidence to be able to bring that forward into next week where the real tough matchup lies. But... Focusing on this Vanderbilt game with that weather, um, you know, we we are definitely going to run the football today. I mean, knowing Mark Stoops, he wants to run the football, and on a day like to that, on a day like today, I can't really blame him. I think that, especially with the way that Chris Rodriguez runs, um, he's not your typical running back. He is looking for that contact. He does not go down easy. Um, so this is a game where you could really see him wear down a defense. And come the fourth quarter, you could start to see him bust off some bigger and bigger and bigger runs and kind of wear this team down over the course of a game. The more and more you hit them in these wet and cold conditions, the less and less they are going to want to tackle you. So something to pay attention to today just as the game is going on, Pay attention to how Vanderbilt's tackling because I think if they do a good job of tackling and wrapping guys up, they have a chance to at least keep this game competitive for part of it, maybe through the whole thing. We'll see. But I think Kentucky just establishing that ground game. And then, Sam, something that you talked about I wanted to, I wanted to touch on as well, and that was our early down offense. Um, right now we are outside the top 100 in – early down offense and that's first and second down right we are one of the best teams in the country on third down and that is strictly because of our stud quarterback okay even go back to last week there was three to four times during the game where we had third and 10 plus and he completed a 15 plus yard pass to move the chains score a touchdown really changed that game honestly it really did because we weren't having much success running the football on first and second down where you actually saw us having success 
was when we decided to play action them on first down when they knew we wanted to run. And what happened? We had wide open guys all over the field and we're able to get seven yards, eight yards, nine yards. Now you're sitting at second and three, two or one much different than sitting at second and 11, 12 or 13. So with the weather conditions today, it might be a little bit more difficult to throw the ball but I still don't want them to get into this mindset of you have to run on first, you have to run on second. We can throw the ball on first down and still be a running football team. It can work that way. Trust me. It's more efficient that way. The data proves it. I, I promise you. I, I will argue with anybody across the country about this, okay? I could show you example after example of ex- after example of football teams that pound the rock on first down and don't do anything and then they continually put their quarterback in a tough situation and we unfortunately have been one of those teams over the years that is very dedicated to the run and that's not a bad thing it's it's who we are it's our identity it's that tough nose smash mouth football and it wears other teams down and I, and I respect that I do there's just got to be some nuance to this offense and so today kind of bringing this full circle like I like I stated when I first started talking this is an opportunity for the Kentucky offense to have a breakout game to really build that chemistry for the last couple games of the season I know there's not much of the season left but there is a lot to still play for I mean you have two massive football games after this one against Georgia the best team in the country and then you play Louisville in a heated rivalry. And that team, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to them, but the second half of the season, their stock arrow is going straight up, okay? They're playing good football. Their defense has come around. They have a legit defense now. They can take the ball away from you. So listen, we have two massive football games coming up down the stretch of our season, and then we're going to be in a bowl game. We're probably going to have to play a, a pretty good football team from a different conference. So these are all things that can still be worked on towards the end of the season and can still be fixed and and get better. So today, Sam, like I've kind of stated, it, it's it's a chance for our offense, an opportunity for our offense to go out there and play well and put the ball in the end zone and score points. I told you before we even got on air, Sam, we have not scored 30 points in an SEC game yet exactly. this season. I, I'm glad you We have to score 30 points today. No, we have to because when we look at points allowed per game for the Vanderbilt defense, AJ, they're allowing 36 points a game. So it, this is something that we have to see out of the Kentucky Wildcats offense. we we got to get over that 30-point hump. We haven't done it in SEC play this year from strictly our offense. So we really need to it, – it's not a get right. It, it's a – we need to move forward because get right to me, AJ, at this point in the season would be getting back to what was successful for us throughout the year. We really haven't seen that, though. In my honest opinion, we haven't had a successful Kentucky Wildcats offense throughout the season. So for me, this is a we have to go out there and show that we are a different offense, that we are more efficient, that we are more deadly, especially like you were saying through the air, AJ. We know what Chris Rodriguez brings to the game when he gets the ball in his hands. We need to show that these weapons that we have surrounded Will Levis with are indeed deadly because we've seen flashes, but 
it's been touch and go. It, it's been hit or miss. And I really want to see um, some creativity to get the ball into those guys' hands. We saw it a little bit last game. So we're hoping for a little more out of that offense. So, Sam, uh, I have an interesting question to pose to you. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with this football game in particular, but I think that this is relevant and something that I'd like to ask you. So I'm going to fire away. But in your honest opinion, have you seen the Kentucky Wildcats this season? Have you seen them play one complete football game? Oh, boy. Uh, It's a good question. I mean... Just trying to think back through our entirety of our schedule. I mean, starting with Miami of Ohio, I no. I mean, honestly, AJ, probably not. I'd say potentially our closest was that win down in Florida, but there was still some lack of efficiency in that first half. I'll admit it. I mean, we came out in that second half and played phenomenal. So I'd still even say in that environment, that was probably our closest because what can you really expect out of a team that's down in Gainesville for four quarters? But when you factor all that in, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I I don't know if we've played a four-quarter game this year. I mean, when we run through the schedule, rattling it through my brain, I'd probably say no. I'd, I'd Honestly, don't think we played a complete game this year. So that has to fire you up to some degree. Yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of my thought process was, I mean, my answer to the question was no. We have not seen this team play a complete football game to the best of their ability all season long. And I know Will Levis has been hurt, and so that has kind of taken away some of his mobility and some of the things that we wanted to do on offense. But with that being said, Sam, I mean, you're looking at, you know, something we talk about all the time. you got to be good in all three phases of, of the game, defense, offense, special teams. When you factor in the special team, Sam, there is no way in hell we have had one complete football game, right? right. And I say all that to say this. Today is that opportunity, okay? Put it all out there on the field. I know you're playing an inferior opponent, but go out there and execute at a high level, okay? It is extremely imperative and important. What do you think it's going to look like if we go out there today and we can't move the ball very well on offense and we struggle and we come away with a 10-point victory and it's ugly and sloppy and a win's a win and then you're staring down the barrel of the Georgia Bulldogs and that is not the type of performance as an offense and as a team you want having going into that game. You want that confidence. You need that confidence. We need to connect on some of these plays to build this confidence to be able to go into that game next week and have something to build on and have something to go to in these crucial moments of the game. And, you know, Sam, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Georgia game next week and we'll break that down. But, you know, I, I think looking back at the Tennessee game, the first 10 minutes of that game basically decided that football game almost. And so with 
a high powered team like Georgia, that first quarter is going to be so important and you have to come out buttoned up and ready to play. Right. And so I, I just cannot say it enough this week today against Vanderbilt. You got to put good stuff on tape. You got to start building for this this home stretch. And like I said, it's an opportunity to do that against a team that is banged up, doesn't have a lot of pieces on defense to try to stop what you're doing. But again, we've been a team that has not protected our quarterback extremely well. We have not run the ball extremely efficient outside of two games all season. So again, we need to do things well. The opportunity is there, but you can't just show up and have it happen. You have to execute these things. So um, I'm going to have a close eye on this game, be watching very intently to what is going on. But I do think the Kentucky Wildcats, at the end of the day, if they can establish that running game, kind of start to wear down this Vanderbilt defense, I think we should be able to put up 30 points plus and and win this game comfortably. I don't see their offense doing much, especially with a backup quarterback. But with that being said, the mindset of the defense has to be one of we are going out there to dominate today. Not, hey, we can kind of show up and we'll score enough points to win the game as long as we don't get... No. No, 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 no. Dominate, okay? That should be the mindset today. You have the horses on defense. Sam, we even brought it up last week. Looks like we've got a special, special linebacker in waiting, which was awesome to see last week. So let's see who else can step up on this defense. I mean, continuing to develop that defensive line. Let's continue to try to get some more pressure. Let's make this kid comfortable, you know? Big start on the road for this backup quarterback for Vanderbilt at Kentucky. I mean, facing a tough defense, you'd love for them to get after him, make him real uncomfortable real quick, and and let him know that – Today's not your day. Yeah, no, you know? absolutely. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought it up because that was my last point. I mean, this is a great opportunity for this defense to dominate all four quarters and put our offense in a position where it's pretty favorable to put up 30, 40-plus points because realistically, AJ, we're going up against a banged-up offense, a backup quarterback, and this is an opportunity to force turnovers, to force three-and-outs, to get the ball into our offense's hands often. And I really do want to see a stellar performance out of this defense, almost to the point where we can look back and despite maybe putting up 30-plus points, it was because of our defensive effort, because we were able to put our offense in favorable positions, forcing turnovers, getting them to punt early in possessions where we're getting favorable field position. I mean, it really does boil down to a great opportunity for this defense to step up in class and dominate from start to finish of this game. So I'm I'm really keen in on what I see out of this defense. I know, like you said, AJ, we've got some injuries at that linebacker position still. But Trayvon Wallace, I mean, hopefully he can have another stellar performance. Hopefully we can force a couple of turnovers and do it in a way that is timely. Because if we can do this, AJ, early in, in the game and we can force a, a, a first quarter turnover and lead the team down to -to back-to-back scores that is how especially on a nasty early Saturday afternoon that is how you run inferior opponents straight out of the building 
early in the game because you're just breaking their will as to why they came into town. You know, the, a lot of the, and we've been there, AJ. Yeah, crush their spirits because we've been that team before, AJ. But when you are going up against a team you're you're not favored by, and you're in their hostile environment, you really are playing with somewhat of a spirit and hope that every down is like if you can stack downs and possessions and quarters together where you're still in the battle and you're still right there within grasp, that's how you gain confidence throughout the game. And confidence builds, guys, not only through seasons but through games. And that's really where you see the confidence get taken from one team and given to the other, and that's where the games flip. We want to make sure that early and often this game, AJ, we break that spirit. We break that confidence. One thing that I actually wanted to bring up for our listeners, AJ, because I thought this was fascinating, the spread on the game, AJ, is, like you said, 17 and a half. I think the more sexy take is the first half spread is nine points. That basically adds up perfectly because, obviously, that's two halves. Nine and nine would be 18 points. But I really do think, if you look back through the history books, Kentucky consistently dominates dominates Fandy in the first half. The second half is typically where we let our foot off the or the gas and we kind of touch the brakes, and that's where we let these Commodores kind of inch back into the game. So I will say this first half is critical. We really want to break their backs early and just show that we're the more dominant team and then build off of it. So that, that's definitely my last take, at least, unless you have anything else to add, man. No, Sam, I don't think I do. Um Looking forward to the game, as I know everyone else is. And uh, again, early noon kick, a little nasty weather. Should be a fun game to watch. We will transition to the basketball court, and we're going to head right back over to Sam and let him get this kicked off as he was in attendance in Rupp Arena last night. Um, very cool moment. Um as you had um, the story of the coal miner and his family being treated to VIP experience at Rupp Arena last night with the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. You saw gentlemen out there on the court um, being able to be the Y in the Kentucky cheer squad before the game was a cool moment. Um, After the game, he was able to hang out at Rupp, meet a lot of the people around the program, give his family quite a day, um, and just really a touching and special story and kind of Sam why I think, you know, we all love sports so much the way we do. As much as it is about the sport, there's also a, a personal and emotional part to this that keeps people intrigued and why people are such fans of the the Kentucky Wildcats basketball program and why they're just fans of the Kentucky Wildcats in general across all of sports. And it's, it's just that, that human element um, of our leaders and our administration and everything they do to make the big blue nation feel as if they are a part of the team because they realistically, they are those crazy ass fans across the country. They are the reason why we are able to go out on this big stage year after year and be able to be a household name throughout the country. 
So that was an awesome way to get the night started off, Sam. I'm sure there was a lot of emotional people in the stands kind of getting teary-eyed. You know, it, it kind of it tugs at your heartstrings. Um, they did have to play a basketball game after Kentucky was able to come away with the victory. Again, starting the season 2-0, and they have won both of their first two games by 25-plus points, which is a great start. Obviously, they were big favorites in both of those games, but again, covered the spread, exceeded the odds maker odd makers expectations and in game one without Oscar Shibwe, Damian Collins, Severe Wheeler. Last night we had Severe back, came off the bench. We'll get to that. But again without Damian Collins and Oscar Shibwe, the Kentucky Wildcats find a way to pull away in the second half and uh, really kind of showcase some of this talent that we have talked about through the first two games of the season. So Sam, you were on the ground there, you were in the stadium Tell me what the atmosphere was like. Tell me what you liked out there on the court. Give us a little insight into what transpired on the court at Rupp Arena last night against Duke. Yeah, it was great to be back in attendance in Rupp Arena. The first thing I'll have to say is, man, Rupp Arena looks phenomenal. It is a world-class experience now, AJ. Can't wait for you to get down here in Lexington and go to a game. Um, it, it really is something special. When you walk in, you can tell all the thought and intimacy that was put into the new design of the facility. Um, it, it really is something to brag about as a Kentucky Wildcats fan. It's, it's a new experience and I'm here for it. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of theatrics. Like you said, Michael McGuire um, was the why last night for the Kentucky Wildcats. His whole family was there. They got to do interviews. You were definitely not wrong. There was a lot of uh, women in the crowd with some teary eyes when all of that happened. And rightfully so. It, it was a very cool story to be a part of. Um, it felt like an honor for me even to be by happenstance at the game that John Calipari picked for him and his family to come along to. So it was quite cool to be able to see all of that unfold in front of me. Um, But like you said, there was a basketball game last night against a pretty good Duquesne team out of Pittsburgh. I mean, this is no walkthrough game. We've played them before and they've given us a good fight. Um, and, And I'm proud of the way that our Wildcats played throughout the game. Just from being in person, AJ, I'm sure it looked similar on the screen to you, but it was a gritty, kind of nasty basketball game. The ball was constantly on the deck. Wildcats, Duquesne players were constantly diving on the floor. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that many jump balls or loose ball attacks in a basketball game in years. It, it, it really was one of those grinded out games. Duquesne actually has some decent size. Their guards are a little undersized, but um, they really do a a strong job of clogging up the lanes and forcing turnovers. And I I thought the way that we had to shift our game throughout the first half and second half was quite impressive, AJ. We we finished with 15 turnovers, more so than the first game with only 10 turnovers. I, I thought that was where it was glaring that this defense in Duquesne and the, the Dukes was uh, actually quite impressive. They jumped off the page at me as far as what they were able to bring in intensity and energy. They brought it and brought it and brought it. And that's why maybe to me, AJ, this this win by a 25-point margin is so impressive to me because it felt like 
Duquesne just kept coming and kept coming, and they weren't going to roll over despite the Wildcats still being able to kind of push it out, um, not only at the end of that first half and have go into the half with a 14-point lead, but obviously ultimately at the end of the game with a 25-point victory over Duquesne. I really did like what I saw out of the Wildcats. Um, like you said, AJ, we got no we've we've got no uh, Oscar Sheway and no Damian Collins. We do have Severe Wheeler come back, and boy, was it refreshing to see. He had quite the opening night of the season. AJ, I mean, he finishes with eleven points, two turnovers, which is fine. And both times, he immediately turned around and he looked at Cal, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, that that's on me. That's on me. Don't don't take me out of the game because he was." He was feeling himself, um, you know, so we, we got to live with, with that. And then he also finishes with 11 assists, so he does get a double-double. A couple of rebounds as well. I believe he finishes with six rebounds. So we have yet another performance in one of our guards. First night was Kaysom Wallace. Second night in Severe Wheeler flirting with the triple-double, AJ. And that is the game print, the blueprint, if you will, to show that your hands are all over the game and you're doing everything as a guard to get your players involved and make sure that you're involved as well. Um, really liked what I saw out of Severe. He he basically told all of BBN last night, hey, remember me? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, and I am a critical piece for this run that we want to go on throughout the season. So really refreshing to see everything that he brought to the table. Then the Wildcats were definitely led by their scoring, AJ, by their shooting ability. I mean, we finished with 11 threes on the night. Again, this team proves that we really can shoot the lights out of the gym. And it's so refreshing as a Wildcats fan, AJ, because you and I have been through some years where we're hawking bricks at the rim all night long and we just cannot shoot and we're stacking them and stacking them. This year, AJ, it's a totally different team yeah, and Antonio Reeves, again, leads the way in scoring. He finishes with 18 points. He goes four from six from three, AJ, followed up by another great effort, and you're Kentucky's player of the game, voted on by the UK media and staff, finishes with 14 points in CJ Frederick, and he's got four of seven shooting from three-point range. I mean, these two guys, again, AJ, just show that they are consistent shooting capabilities for this Kentucky Wildcats team. It's really impressive. Again, Cal puts them back out on the court together, and you really see what they're able to do when they're able to create space for each other. And on top of that, AJ, I I think what jumped out the page to me is you only actually have eight players get in the game and receive minutes last night. We have, coming off the bench, like you said, AJ, Severe Wheeler, Antonio Reeves, and Yugano Yenzo. Oh, Yenzo, AJ, I mean, we've we've hinted, but he is so ahead of schedule. Even Cal said in his postgame, like, I've got to carve out more minutes for this guy now. I mean, he is jumping off the page impressive right now. He finished with nine points, three more blocks, ten rebounds, Almost has himself a double-double and one assist. I mean, there was at times, AJ, where you know I'm sitting there in the crowd and watching him, and he was demanding the ball down low. And his post, his post moves need to be refined. 
and worked on. He's not quite there. It's still more of a raw potential in what he's able to do on the post move. However, his presence alone, I mean, if he just moves about and tries to get up his shot, it's either going in or he's going to be the first one to rebound it. Not only to say, like Cal hinted, and you've actually hinted at this to me before, AJ, what it could be if we have Oscar Sheway and Oyenzo on the floor together. It sounds like Cal was never really planning on that opportunity. Like I kind of have alluded to before, Oyenzo would be maybe potentially replacing Oscar once he comes off the floor. Um, But it sounds like there's a real potential moving forward to get those two guys on the court together. If you surround them with shooters like Antonio Reeves, CJ Frederick, and maybe Kaysom Wallace, that is a nasty lineup, AJ, with a lot of length for defensive efficiency as well. So really liked what I saw out of the Cats. That kind of what jumped out the page at me. I can go on and on, but I want to get your initial reaction. What kind of stood out to you in this resounding win of a 25-point W at Rupp Arena? Yeah, Sam, I I really like what you talked about there. And um, something to keep our eye on um, and watch closely is that development of Agnenso. It's very clear that the raw talent is there, the size, the athleticism, like you just don't teach those sorts of things. So it's becoming um, better in the footwork, the fundamentals, all the little things. But yeah, I mean, I think you can see it already. John Calipari kind of told us, temper your expectations. Yeah, I threw that out the window after seeing them play the first two games. I mean, without Oscar even on the court for two games, you're seeing a team that can really put the ball in the basket, can really defend at a high level, rebound, block the ball, offensive rebound. Once Oscar gets back in there, uh, we're we're cooking with with gas. And so... um, as far as the game against Duquesne last night, um, I thought they did a really good job of kind of mucking the game up and just, um, you know, they they took our haymakers. They kept coming back. They kept coming back. They're not a team that's just going to fall away and, and die off. And um, But I think, Sam, honestly, the game in a nutshell to me was one play, and it happened early in the game. You have a Kentucky team that comes out and can't really find the basket. They're struggling a little bit, right? Ball goes on the court. Toppin dives in there. He's going after the loose ball. He can't come up with it. Kaysen Wallace dives on the floor. He comes up with the ball. He's laying on the ground on his back, has the wherewithal to look up. He finds C.J. Frederick, makes a beautiful pass over to him in rhythm, steps into a three, bang, right? And that kind of opened the floodgates a little bit up, kind of gave Kentucky that confidence. Hey, we saw the ball go in the basket. Let's get this thing going, right? But the play that Kaysen Wallace made, the pass, the dive on the floor, that effort and tenacity – that's what I love, and that's what that whole game was about. And that is something to carry forward through the season. The shots aren't always going to be falling. You're going to have off nights, right? But when you do have those off nights, what do you fall back on? And this is the sort of thing that Calipari always talks about. I will keep you in the game. I don't care if you've missed five shots in a row, right? If you're diving on the floor and getting loose balls and finding your teammates and Ding people up and boxing people out and communicating and doing all the little things that make us successful as a basketball team, then I'll keep you in there, right? So just seeing that from the get-go 
and saying like, hey, I don't care how we're shooting the ball or how we're playing. The effort is always going to be there. And it started with a freshman and he set the tone from the second the game started. And so I just absolutely love that. You kind of saw that grit and toughness. Sometimes, you know, teams, they have a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism. They like to rely on that. You can kind of push them around, get a little tough and physical with them. And that's not this Kentucky team. And that that was my biggest takeaway, Sam. Obviously, you're playing a little bit of an inferior opponent. You should win the game. You love to see them win by 25-plus points. But it was just that grit, that toughness that I saw out on the court last night that really inspired me um, in what – this team has, um, you know, just as a collective, they can kind of sense it like, hey, there's times where we may not be playing well, but let's get that spark. Let's get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, first two games, Sam, two W's, can't ask for anything better. The schedule here is going to start getting a lot tougher, a lot of big games on the horizon. So a lot to look forward to. But, again, a great a great second win at Rupp Arena. Glad you got in there and were able to see some Cats play last night. The only question I have left for you, Sam, and this is honestly the last thing I have before we get out of here, but did you get some ice cream last night? everybody wants to know i absolutely did aj i had to get myself a swirl it was incredible for once aj the line was not that terrible i mean i I kind of walked up i maybe missed two two minutes of play which usually you almost have to carve out a a 10 15 minute wait to get some ice cream so uh that was a, a massive victory for sam bradley last night so um definitely a fun experience. I got some city barbecue as well. That was delicious, AJ. All in all, it was a very eventful night. Um, the last thing I'll say, AJ, is I love what you said. It was that, you know, Cal's one of those coaches that says, I don't care if you're not scoring for me off- offensively. Do something for me defensively, and I'll leave you in the game. I thought a perfect example of that last night was Jacob Toppin. He led the way in field goal attempts, however, only finished with eight points on the night, AJ. But he had eight rebounds, seven of them defensively. So that's the grit. That's the mentality that you love to see where no matter what, you're going to give enough effort so I can leave you in the game. I love that Jacob is going to be a leader for us. I know there's probably people saying, hey, he played terrible last night. However, he did enough for me to say, be our leader, stay in the game. And all of our teams should feed off that mentality going forward. So I, I really liked how you break that down, man. But all in all, a good night in Lexington. Let's go forth and beat the Vanderbilt Commodores in a resounding fashion later this afternoon, man. 100%, Sam, 100%. Um, that is all we have for you guys today. Try to break down the Vanderbilt game as best we can. Touch on the Kentucky basketball start to the season. We will be back real soon. We are going to have a preview and scouting report of the Kentucky Wildcats' next opponent on the basketball court in the Michigan State Spartans as they head to the Champions Classic on Tuesday night. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. Sam, I appreciate your time today. And let's cheer on Kentucky to another victory against the Vanderbilt Commodores today. And go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh!
C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.